0: Happy New Year! Oh come on, Happy New Year! Year. Close your ears, all those who root for lesser teams, go Bucks, okay? Because we've got a job to do because the rest of the Big Ten doesn't seem to be able to do it, and so uh, we better hold up our end. I'm excited uh, to preach today, but we've got a series in January, and uh, Purdue is just bad. Oh my gosh, and Notre Dame better get a conference to get tough in if they want to play with the big boys at the end of the year. So uh, anyways, back to Jesus. I'm sorry. New series in January called Reboot. We are going to restore to factory settings in January. And so God made you. You exist with a purpose, and, and God uh, saw you before you were formed, and he had a, has a plan for you. And so we're going to spend... January retapping into those original plans for your life. Does that sound good? So we're going to get dialed in and and get the new year started well. I want to open up with a scripture right away this morning from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. What a powerful verse. This time of year, I call it the gap. Not like the store the gap where you spend too much money on overpriced chinos or something, you know. Yes, I said the word chino in church. I'm sorry. Man car just got like revoked for five minutes. I'll earn it back here real quick. This gap at the end of the year, we have all this anticipation, and I love Advent. We preach it, and, and we're about uh, Jesus coming uh, in the manger, coming in our hearts daily, coming again, and, and we get amped up with the gifts we buy and the gifts we hope to receive. And, and then Christmas, boom, 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 boom. And then it's like the air leaves the room, and there's this gap as we await a new year because we're, we're anxious again. Uh, some of us may with negative thoughts uh, like New Year just better get here because I got to get out of 2018 now. 2018 was terrible. I need a new year now. If that's you, I've been there before, it's coming. But hopefully there's another, another type of anticipation where it's, God, I'm so thankful for what you've done in 2018, but I'm looking forward to what you want to do in 2019 that it's a hope built upon a hope does that make sense and so this time of year is big on reflection looking forward also but looking back and and and, and reckoning the year with what you expected it to be and this year threw me some curveballs right Did it throw you some curveballs like all of a sudden or maybe like the floor just dropped out a couple times or whatever else and And some things happened as as I was expecting Uh, We had a grandson come in the family, you know, I talk a lot about that and uh, jesus buckeyes and liam That's what I preach these days, but that's okay 20 pounds of solid cuteness and this is his last sunday to be seen here for a while. So take your views I should charge but that happened, it was exciting, and, and, and now there's things we're looking forward to for this year, you know? This time of year, and you're, if you're in business, you do things like settle accounts. You do things like take an inventory. You do things like balance the books. Hopefully you do that every once in a while, <laughs> uh, because you need to. And, and these are things that are incredibly boring, unless you're... A special type of person we call them nerds. Um, <laughs> but I can't stand all of that stuff. I don't like the the minutia of just just. I just want it to go away and let's start over. Thankfully, we've got a team of people to help us with that. And I wanted to give you some real good news uh, for the family church: salvations, rededications, baptisms, attendance, giving, serving are all up significantly. And we can thank Jesus for that. One of the coolest things about enough money coming in to meet our budget, and then as more comes in, we can keep making this place look nicer to serve the mission that God has called us to. But we're also able to give more stuff away. In December, we gave away, we sent, I think, 50, 60-some uh, boxes around the world through Samaritan's Purse. Uh, I didn't make a big deal about this on Sunday, but we partnered with a homeless ministry called Christmas on the Streets, and we sent Pastor Phil and his team $200, and, and Randy borrowed my truck for the day to pull a trailer. So we donated a truck and $200 to help with Christmas on the Streets serve the homeless one day. Uh, we sent $400 over to Pickerington Food Pantry. You guys helped raise some money to buy holiday meals for them. And so I just want you to know that as as we take – Funds in it is not just to build the family church We are here to be a part of building the kingdom of God and my heart is that that missions budget would just grow and grow and grow Until it's the largest percentage of our budget wouldn't that be wonderful And so next year about 10% of what's coming in is going to go out in outreach through direct missionaries. We're adding two missionaries um, Victory ministries. Uh, We've had pastor Lloyd Craycroft preach here before they're right down in Whitehall They serve the city as far as helping people get out of the trouble that they're in. They feed them, clothe them, whatever else. We're also adding Pastor Steve Telfer, who's with Youth for for Christ, and he serves as the chaplain at the juvenile detention center uh, right down the road. I've had the privilege of speaking there. This man preaches Jesus to every young person that comes through that place, and they can sign up with him for more one-on-one time, and most of them do. And this man preaches our most troubled youth. Jesus we're going to support him. Is that okay with you guys? Okay, so what we want to do here at the end of the year We want to see are we on track? Because I think that's a great question It's a great need that all of us have is that we want to know that our life is going towards something We want to know that there's a difference being made by our being here, right? And as we look at this gap time of year and we want to kind of what What did we miss? What did we hit? What are we looking forward to next year? And, and it's, it's this course correction that we're looking at today. We've got lots of work coming up on the building. We get to spend money on cool things like furnaces and roof, and, and, and the roof in, in 2019. That's incredibly boring, but we, we don't want water in here, and I like heat and air conditioning. So uh, we're going to do really exciting things like that on the building. Don't we just want to know that we're on track? we all want to be on course we all want to know that we're making a difference and so a question is for you today as we're in this gap is how does your year end look are you up are you down you have trophies or tears today do you have both if you're the browns or you're the browns fans you're celebrating the fact that you only lost seven games so far this year Why would that be? Why would you celebrate that? I'm serious. I'm not just poking fun at you. I'm proud of them. Why are they happy about that? Because it's significantly better from where they were before. They are on track, right? Now, if some other team loses seven, you know, they think the sky is falling, the coach is going to get fired. Well, the coach will probably still get fired at Cleveland, but that's beside the point. It depends on what you're shooting for, right? And it depends on what the last year looked like, right? We like to move the bar to suit our needs. For instance, I love to hear my weight in kilograms. When the nurse says 109, I think, my gosh, that sounds good. I sound significantly less chubby at 109 kilograms. Don't do the conversion right now, please. As a kid, my grandpa, he had a 1984 Ford Thunderbird, and I thought it was the coolest. And it was one of the first cars to have a digital dash. And so on most speedometers, you can see what it is in kilometers and, and miles per hour, right? Well, on a digital one, you just push the button, and it would switch. And I'd say, Grandpa... Turn it to kilometers per hour. Because at 62, you're doing 100. And 100 just feels cool when you're 10 years old, right? What happened? We're just just moving things around to make it look like what we want it to look like, right? Norman, there's an old saying that says, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Something else, if anybody else adjusted a basketball hoop down so they could slam dunk, that's what us shorter guys got to do. So, yes, I had the Michael Jordan posters. I had the Dominique Wilkins, and, and, and I couldn't touch the rim. So, crank, 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 crank. I'm slam dunking, baby. That, that thing might be at 6 foot tall instead of 10, but it felt good, right? But am I achieving the mark, or am I just moving the target, Right? Old saying, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. Norman Vincent Peale had the right idea. He said, shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you'll land in the stars. Set your sights on something, right? Here's the deal. The word sin in the Bible translates in the New Testament from a word that that means missing the mark. Missing the mark. And so this word comes from, an, from the understanding of an archer aiming for that bullseye in the center of that target, drawing back his bow, pre-compound days, Legolas style. Three of you got it, thank you. And zing! Out goes the arrow. You intended for the little red spot in the center of the target, But if you're me, that arrow went two foot to the left. I missed the mark. And so sin has that connotation to it of of coming up short. Now we can look at this casually and we can say, well, nobody's perfect. And I'm looking a little better than that joker over there. So I, I must be all right. I'm close. That's what mom always told me. I'm close to perfect. I'm close. Is, isn't, isn't close good enough? Well, here's the thing. There's a weight behind that that's actually a little bit deeper because if, if those archers wouldn't have been able to hit that prize, they wouldn't have been able to hit that target, they wouldn't have qualified to go with the army with the king they wouldn't have shared in the reward the prize my son-in-law's still in for a few more days I'm proud of him he's a marine he had to qualify on a rifle as a marine marines are riflemen first everybody shoots he's a mechanic but he takes his gun with him wherever he goes when they go when they leave as a group because there's going to be a time to put down the wrench, you're going to want to be able to use the gun, right? He had to qualify on that. And as you move through different things, you have to qualify on those things. And so this missing the mark is really more of a disqualification. Not just, ah, I got close. So as we look at these times of of perspective, as as we look back and, and we're like, whoa, I don't know what happened this year. Here's the thing, we have to qualify. And this not only affects our relationship with God, missing the mark is frustrating. Tell me it's frustrating. Absolutely. Now here we are at the end of the year, and we all need to take time to settle accounts. We all need to take time to take inventory and balance the book. We have to know whether or not we are on target. It is a good thing to do. I want to do it as the leader of this church, and and as I shared with you that good news, I feel like family church is on target. That is an exciting thing to be a part of. But I've got to, I've got to look deeper. I've got to look at. I've got to look at Adam's life. I got to say, oh, I don't know, God. I, I, I think I've, I've, I've come up short on a couple things. I've, I've, I've dialed this in on a couple things, but I feel like, I feel like I got work to do. We have to qualify. We need to know whether or not we're on the mark. We need a standard. We need a target. And the good news is today is that God has given us one. This world will give you a thousand things to chase. God gives us the straight and narrow way. And he, he, he lines it out for us in, in, in true love. He wants us to get there. He makes it plain to us. And that's what I want to do today. God has given us a standard because he loves us. I want to read you from First John today. We're going to spend the rest of our time in, that, in, in, in those verses, first few verses of 1 John. Is this okay to finish well this year and to look forward to next year? I'm going to read 1 John 3, 1 and 2. You can find similar, similar things throughout the Bible, but I, just, I, love, I love John's tone. He's so in love with Jesus, and he knows Jesus loves him. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world Don't recognize that we are God's children Because they don't know him Dear friends we are already God's children But he has not yet shown us What we will be like when Christ appears But we do know that we will Be like him for we will See him as, we re- as he really Is and we just talked about all that through, through all of Advent season About that there's a greater revelation coming There's a fullness to what we already have Coming that is something worth being Excited about Do you want to know what the target is? It's humbling. It's Jesus. God has gone to a lot of trouble so that we could look and act like his kids. Now, we have a choice of flipping that scale from pounds to kilograms and saying, I'm good. Or we can flip from kilometers per hour to miles per hour to kilometers per hour and say, oh, I'm going really fast. Or we could keep the hoop low and say, oh, Michael Jordan can't touch this. 50 some year old, that man would just waste anybody in this room on the court. There's a standard. And God gives it to us. He doesn't give it to us so that we stay down and desperate and defeated. He gives it to us for the opposite reason. He says, I'm going to set the bar higher than you can get ever on your own. I'm going to set it faster than you can ever run. I'm going to set it healthier than you could ever be on your own. I'm going to set the standard here, and I'm going to help you get there. That's the Jesus I love and serve that's the Father God who loves us. There is a target, there is a standard. we all missed the mark. Got to do one of my favorite things right after Christmas. We got to go shooting uh, with the guys in the family immediate family It's fun. Ben just worked off a, a twenty two rifle that he that he earned from his from his paw paw and and so we're out there and and uh, his uncle put a scope on it for him and and when you put a scope on a gun, it looks really cool, and you can You can lift that gun up you can look through the scope you can put that target right in the center of the crosshairs and you can see it really well and you can pull the trigger and guess what's going to happen the first time it's going to miss you have to sight in a gun and so we spent time out there a little bit because my brother-in-law is awesome and he's like and kept shoot 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 and my son just keeps putting his whole first groupings like this at 60 yards with, with, with about 20 shots of 22. I mean, good Lord. But they were all off the mark. And then Danny starts tweaking that thing. The shots come getting closer and closer and closer. Next thing you know, my son fills, paints the dot in the center of the bullseye with the next load. It's dead. Right? So here's my son focusing, aiming, putting all his energy. How many of us are doing that? Because I don't see us as a lazy group of people. So that means you're working hard, you're focusing all of your energy, and you are nailing it. But where's it all going? Have you shifted the target so that you're hitting your own bullseye? Are you hitting God's? That's what we're talking about today. So 1 John 3, 3 through 7 helps us with this. We've got four steps. I'm going to read them to you really quick. One is repent. Two is release. Three is remain. And four is run. I'll read those again, then we'll go through them. One is repent. Two is release. Three, remain. Four, run. Let's go to verse 4. everyone who sins is breaking god's law for all sin is contrary to the law of god we want to make sins on a scale we want to put them on a scale we we want to say well my coming up short looks a little bit different or a lot different from this person and that person needs a lot of help and and god i'm not sure if you realize how bad of a person they are but you know you you know, they should dunk their bread twice on Communion Sunday because they need a little extra blood of Jesus, if you know what I'm saying, Lord. I mean, I, I just, I've seen your Facebook account. I've seen, listen, the Bible says all have come short. All of us have been dealt this hand where we draw our bow and arrow and we've all fired and we've all missed. And God sees it all the same. It's all short. It's all disqualification. And so he has this plan for us, and no matter where you've put your energy, just like my son, that first group being being about eight inches to the right and about six inches down, it was a beautiful group. He, He worked hard on it. But it wasn't the mark. So, of course, I yelled at him and told him how terrible of a son he was and that he disappointed. No. What did I do? I said, we're going to get you dialed in. Thanks to Uncle Denny. We're going to get you dialed in. God is looking at us like that today. He's like, work with me. I'll get you dialed in. I want your energy to mean something. I want your years to mean something. I want your breath to mean something. I want at the end of your days that that your life has affected the, the world for the better, for the kingdom of God. I want it to count. I want to focus it in. I've got a plan. I've got a target for you. Right? That first thing is we've all sinned. We have to repent for where we have come short. We've got to own our part. God, I, this, this thing missed, and, and maybe some other people had something to do with it, but God, I'm going to say sorry for my part. That's the first step. God wants to redeem us. But get this, repentance is the doorway to redemption. That's the the trigger for it. That's That's the opening for it. The redemption of God is waiting to pour in the second we repent of something. The Bible says He loves us first. He's waiting to. But that repentance is the key to that redemption flooding in so exciting when he does that. He can redeem any and every situation just so you know if you've forgotten that. You might be in trouble today. You might know somebody who is in trouble today. There is nothing that God cannot redeem. There is no person that he cannot redeem. But it begins with repentance. That's step one. Number two, release. Verse five. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins. And there is no sin in him. This is one of the saddest things that I've seen Christians do, and, and that is to repent, but then to still walk around with the guilt of it. Now, there's consequences to the things we do, and, 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 and those things follow. It, that's, there's little we can do about that, but even God can, I've seen him just do all kinds of amazing things, even redeeming consequences of bad things. Maybe, I hope you have too. But what he doesn't want you to do is to still carry what he's forgiven. He wants you to look at it. He wants you to recognize it. Repent of it. Leave it. Release it. Some of you need to release 2018 in a unique way. You need to say, Lord, I leave this one with you. And leave it. Repent. Release. Remain. Verse 6, anyone who continues to live in him will not sin. But anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. What are we talking about here? Because this always sounded like double talk to me when I heard this growing up. Because we're told nobody's perfect but Jesus. And yet we're told that if we keep sinning, we're we're like children of the devil you know? Like Elaine does in Seinfeld, you know. Three nobody got that one, that's bad. So I'm told that I can't be perfect yet, that God's perfecting me, and so I know that I'm going to sin, but verses like this say that if I keep sinning so what what are we meaning by this? I would say that your heart is in trouble if you are willfully sinning. If you are choosing to keep something in your life that God has made a case against. You, I'm not necessarily questioning salvation here, but it's the direction that your heart is open to. and you're leaving, you're leaving an end to your enemy. Right? You're leaving a soft spot is what you're doing. And that part could get hard enough to separate you eventually from from caring at all that it that it hurts the lord so there's something about choosing sin after salvation choosing sin after you've tasted grace choosing sin as a child of god is is a it's an affront to him it's 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 it's, it's, it's rude right it it's basically you're, you're disrespecting the, the house you've, you've just put yourself under. And so there's, there's, there's something behind that, that that the enemy will get into and keep in there and then twist you all the way away from Father God. And I've seen, I've seen good people in love with Jesus fall away from Jesus. And it, and it happened because they left a weak spot. They knew something needed changed and they didn't change it anybody known somebody like that it could be part of your story um and and some people have a time of falling away and then they come back and it's a beautiful thing when somebody comes back to the lord that that's fallen away and you got to pray for people that get stuck there but we have this remain remain there's a word used in the bible sometimes say abide It's this living in communion, in community with Jesus Christ, and part of that is living in community with all y'all. There's a reason why church, why you're better off coming three to four times a month than one to two times a year, month, or whatever. Don't mean to hurt your feelings. Yes, I did. Sorry, not sorry. Um, There's a reason for it. It, it's part of the living in community. It's part of that abiding. It's a part of staying healthy. It's a part of holding each other accountable. It's a part of having somebody that knows you're hurting, knows you're weak, knows you're struggling, and, and gives you a boost up. It can also come in the form of a, of a challenge, of a rebuke, where somebody says, I'm concerned about this in your life. And if you really know they love you, You should listen, right? You'll miss that if you're not in community with people. And so there's an abiding. There's a living in. There's a remaining that is so important. Repent. Release. Remain. Run. Verse 7. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous even as Christ is righteous I want my life to count. I want this church to make a difference. God wants this church to make a difference. He wants your life to count, and it does. This says that I'll to read it again. When people do what it is right, it shows that they are righteous even as Christ is righteous as my life starts to hit the mark when we were sighting in Ben's gun next thing you know some of the some of the shots kept getting closer to the red closer to the red my grandson's throwing a fit get him Liam dude goes from cute to angry like that but we're sighting in that gun and those those bullets keep getting closer the mark and we just keep tweaking friends when you do what is right you are showing the world the righteousness of christ that is a powerful thing because god has given you a target to hit and the bible teaches us in matthew jesus says if you seek first the kingdom of god All these other things will be added unto you. That's another way to look at it. I think of, I just pictured somebody this week as I was preparing of of just all this energy, all this focus, all this determination, all these years of effort. There's some people are so good at just laser-like focus with their life, and they're gonna be successful just because of the, just because of sowing and reaping. I mean, they're just they're they're putting their all into something. But I had this picture of this, of this whole but it was a couple feet off the center of the target, like all of this energy. And because there's this lie in our culture, there's this lie that that we're born with that says, I got to get mine first. I've got to take care of me. I've got to meet these things and and I'm going to give God what I've got left and God after I'm successful, then. After I've got this much money, then I can start giving to you. After I've got this taken care of, then I can serve you with my time. After I've got this done. And that verse about putting God first, and then all these other things will be added unto you. If your life starts hitting that target, starts hitting that mark, that means you are on track with what God has for your life And friends, everything that's beyond that target is so much better than what you're going to find on your own. So much better. And so he says, don't move the target. Come through me. Repent. Release. Push forward into me. Spend more time with me. If we could all put something at the top of our list for 2019, it's to spend more time with God, because that's going to calibrate you. That's going to cite you, and that's going to put you closer to the mark and all those things that you're concerned about. And God, he put them into your life. He he wants you to care about your family. He he wants you to meet your responsibilities. He he wants you to have fun. He's given you the passions, but he wants those things to be on the other side of that bullseye. He wants them to be in him. Wow. What is God calling you today? What is he calling you to do today? Is there something you need to repent for? Is there something you need to release? Do you see where you've maybe not remained in God? You've gotten just kind of scattered in your in your rooting? What you're working out of? Some of you need to get back to running. Because that's what God would have us do. He would have us deal with the stuff. He would have us release it. He would have us push forward in him. And then he would have us run out of that energy. He built us to run with him. Don't you want to qualify? I don't want to just blow off missing the mark. Ah, it's close. C's get degrees, baby. I had a buddy tell me that. I was struggling with class. C's get degrees. Like, okay, good to know. And they do get degrees. But I don't want to settle, right? This isn't a beat down. This isn't you missed it, you blew it, you're stupid, you're dumb. This is, come on. Come on. What do you got to fix? What do you got to let go? What do you need to push forward in? We can be like the Apostle Paul and say, "I do not run aimlessly." Can we pray today with our heads bowed this morning? Just a heaviness as I as I prepared this. I, it's part of it's the time of year. It, it's a little bit of a just a little bit of a reflection time, and 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 sometimes I can get solemn this these few days as I've passed the, the fireworks of Christmas and I, and I anticipate a new year. But I feel strongly that, that there are people in this room today that need to repent for something. If you've never given your heart to Jesus, if you've never accepted his grace, if you've been trying to hit the target all on your own and you know you've come short, and you want to ask for that forgiveness today, maybe for the first time or maybe in a long time, maybe you've been absent from the presence of God and you're ready to come home. Is that you today? I want to pray with you. Would you raise your hand where you're at? Is that you this morning? Is that you this morning? But even now as a church, I can tell you now there are things that I just don't, I, I know I didn't get quite right this year. Prayer of repentance it just goes like this. It's nothing to, it, it's a simple thing, but it's, a, it's an important thing. It opens up that redemption. It says, God, I, I've come short. As far as my end of things, God, in some things this year, I've, I've, I've blown it. I've disqualified myself. Father, God, I ask you to forgive me. I ask you to restore me. I ask you to redeem me once again. And I thank you that you will. And that you are. And that you want to. Maybe there's something you need to release today. Some things are a process. Is there something you need to release and leave in 2018? The Father God is revealing something to you. You just say, God, I don't need to carry this. You've healed me. You've redeemed me. You've forgiven me. I'm not going to carry the guilt from it, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Would 2019 be a year where we would remain in the presence of Jesus? Father God, would you remind us to spend time with you? To keep us on the mark. We thank you that you want to spend time with us. And God, would you help us run? Not aimlessly, God. But as a focused group of your kids determined to live out your will in our lives would you help us run Jesus as a church as individuals as families would you help us run thank you father for your love today God we thank you for 2018 even in the pain some of us have God I thank you that you can work and redeem. God, we look forward to 2019, God. We, th- we say yes and amen to your plans for us. We say we're with you, God. Bring us the people to love. Bring us the people to serve, God. Lead us, take us, move us, shake us, God. We're yours. You are awesome. You are worth living for. And we love you, Jesus. Amen. Can we stand and close in worship today? We'll have prayer teams up front here. If you made a decision for Jesus today or or you're ready to get baptized, we've got baptisms coming up in January. There's an all-in card in front of you. We want to know what's happening inside your heart so that we can follow up with you. And uh, people will be up here to pray with you if you want prayer this morning. God bless you as we sing today.